This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. When he's down in the hood, he's in a good position. When he walks, they all salute. When he talks, they all listen. He's your host, I See Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, I see robots, and I'm not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, this week, it's going to get a lot less weak. We got, we got so much fun stuff ahead of us. It's going to be Hoot and Half. Got a new song by Iceberg. Let me see if I can find it here on the drive somewhere. God, it's good. I should have these things all, all queued up. I... Okay, here it is. Hold it now. Hit it. Word on the street, these boys get butter. Don't mess with me, sucker, because we straight gutter. For my tender broiled fish, take fish fillets, add salt and pepper. Now the special ingredient, mayonnaise, to add flavor, seal and juices, and brown. Mayonnaise, moist and tender every time. Shortcuts. From General Foods. Mayonnaise. Uh, Iceberg, MC Kate makes the mic disintegrate. Thanks. Thanks for that, Iceberg. Your your mixes are getting a bit weird, man. I I don't know. I don't know if I would put mayonnaise on a fish. But I am not I am not Bobby Flay. I am not Emerald. I am not any of these folks. I know. I know not. Anyway, we are down here below the sea once again. The the vacation is over. Things are back to norm. We're we're just down here scrubbing windows, mopping floors, sweeping up, doing doing all these things that uh, Dr. Walsh and her fish doctors need need to get done. But we did we did get a voicemail from AB Silver that that I want to play for you. As you know, he he and J5 have some kind of a new TV project. That they hope to launch, and they wanna, they wanna drop the news here on the show. We, we tried to get a hold of them the other week, but I was, I was put on hold, and then I was disconnected. But he has been nice enough to give us a call back. We shall, we shall now check that out. Emily, Emily, could you hit that, please? Yeah, I got it all set. Get ready. It's a juicy. Go. Hello, I see robots. Sorry I missed you the other day. My guess is that your coffee girl Emily messed up the dates. You really should fire her. 
Anyhow, amigo, I was talking to my good friend Polo Young the other day and I told him. You know Bolo. Can you remind me to call back I see robots? Do you know what he said? He said who is that? I am kidding, but he had not heard of you. Isn't that weird? So I am calling back to check in. I really want to come on your show. I have some awesome news about me and J5's new show. Smell you later, chief. Uh, alright, that was... That was a deuce. Let's see what are the takeaways from that. One of the things that I gleaned is that he... He, A.B. Silver himself, knows... He knows martial arts superstar Bolo Young. That's... That's cool. What's not cool is that Bolo Young has never... Never heard of me, but... I didn't expect him to. I don't... I don't see a world where Bolo Young is kicking it and listening to... Listening to, uh, I See Robots Radio, but... Weirder things have happened. Have they? I don't... I don't know. Another thing we got from that is that he... He's taken more jabs at Emily. I... I don't know what the deal with that is. Emily... What's the deal with that? Why is he always poking at you like that? We've talked about this before. Do you mind going over it for some of the newer, newer listeners? Okay, fine. I was waiting tables at his part in North Hollywood back in the day and A.B. Silver, J5, and some of his cronies were causing a scene so I had to ask him to leave. That's it. That's the source of all this beef. You were waiting tables, he was being a jerk, and you had to ask him to leave. I guess he's still raw about it. I really hate them both. If I could get either one alone in open space. Man, they'd be particles by the time I was through. Dang, Emily, you turned them into particles. You're you're a bit raw about it still, too, but uh, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're not, uh, you don't like being on the air that much. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing that story with us. Yeah, sure. No sweat. Anyhow, I hope I hope we can have AB on the show sometime. I'm just dying to find out what this what this new program is. The the mind can only imagine what it would be. Maybe it's a new take on the Twilight Zone with with Johnny Five hosting. No, that's already been done. That's going to be on CB all, CBS All Access with uh with Jordan Peele hosting. What else? What else could it be? Maybe it's a program about competitive bodybuilding hosted by a robot. I. I can't imagine that that's what it would be. That was, that's even weird that that idea came to me. Speaking, speaking of Bolo Young earlier, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but one time we were in, we were traveling, we were traveling the world. I was in Mexico City and I was on, I was on a bus, a metro type deal. And I swear to you, I think I saw Bolo Young on the bus. Bolo Young is of course the, He's that big bodybuilder-looking dude who, he was in, like, Bloodsport. He's been in, like, a million different things, but he has a very distinct look, and I swear to you that I think I saw Bolo Young on my bus. I I don't know why I didn't go up and say what's up. I I think maybe when, when you see something as fantastical as Bolo Young right there in your face on a, on a Mexican bus, you don't want to ruin the moment by finding out that it's not... That's not really him, but, um, I don't know. I like to imagine that it was. Was that Bolo Young? I don't know. I'd like to know what you guys think, though. I'd like to find out if you, if you feel like you want to chime in on whether I was standing as to Bolo Young on a Mexican bus. You can, you can reach out at IC Robots on the tweets. That's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. Or over on Facebook, you can find us facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Either one, either one will, uh... 
Either one will get to me. I'm curious what you think. My guess is, my guess is that it was because I just I lead a magical life, you know, and uh, things things tend to work out for me. I don't I don't know why I maybe I just think they do. Maybe things like this are all just a matter of just a matter of perspective. I. I know not, Emily, thanks. A.B. Silver, thanks for calling in. Let's move into At The Movies. In a moment, At The Movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper, but you've got Icy Robots, so that's something, right? All right, it is me, Icy Robots, and where you are used to hearing the VHS machine warm up and start to go, you will not hear it this week because, sadly... I was unable to go to the movies. The answer of why I was not will be will be mentioned during the final segment of the show. But um, what we do during times like this is we dig into the big bin of movie tickets from the past and we see we see what they will tell us to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one at random and then we're going to talk about it. I keep all my movie ticket stubs. I got them in a Tootsie Roll uh, plastic container. Let's let's see. I reserve the right to uh, toss it back if I don't like what it is. I will do this no more, no more than three times. I wanna I wanna get down to the bottom here and see what I can get. Some of these you can't make out to, so that is also potentially an issue. What is? I'm having a hard time making this one out. The the ink starts to fade after a while. Hold on one sec. Oh, you know what? This is weird enough. I got Juno, the movie that I talked about the last time I did this. What a what a weird coincidence. Let's see. Here is another one. This one. This one is a, this is a uh, Will Smith classic, a movie known as I Am Legend. Broadcasting on all AM frequencies. I'm a survivor living in New York City. If anyone is out there, please, you are not alone. I am Legend. I Am Legend is a 2007 film. According to the ticket, I saw it at 6.20 on Friday, December 14th at Roxy Stadium 14. And according to this, Brianna. Brianna sold me my ticket. Big up. Big up to uh, Brianna the cashier. This this movie, of course, stars Big Willie, Will Smith himself. It is a remake of a Charlton Heston movie called Omega Man, which was a which was a telling of a Richard Matheson story from from way back in the day. Let's see when that story was actually written. I I'm lucky enough to have the internet all up here and ready. It was it was written in 1954. So this this story's been floating around for quite a while. Basically, the idea is that there is some kind of a virus that gets out and it turns everybody into, like, I don't know, like, monsters, like Nosferatus, like vampires, like vampiros, like, like creatures of the night. They only come out when the, when the darkness falls. And as far as we know, Will Smith is the last man alive on Earth. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? In uh, in I Am Legend, he plays some kind of like a scientist. He's like a virologist. He's working. 
He's working to cure the virus and turn the vampiros back into back into normal folks. All the while, all the while struggling through nightly attacks from these beasts. All the while struggling with horrible loneliness. It's him. It's him and his dog out there in the world, Omega Man style, all alone, doing whatever they can to survive. One one part that I remember really fondly from this movie is there is a part at the beginning where he goes. He goes to a video store. He's in he's in New York City in Manhattan and he goes to a he goes to like a cool video store where he has he has like mannequins set up all over the place so that he has like different customers to talk to and like cashiers to talk to. And he's going he's going like one by one through all the movies that are available in the store. That uh that really appealed to me. That seemed like something I would do if I were stuck in the in the loneliness of a post-apocalyptic world. The the movie was controversial because the the ending was different than the director had originally intended. In the in the classic story, what happens is that Will Smith's character, he keeps capturing these vampiros and he keeps doing like experiments on them, trying to trying to turn them back normal. But in doing so, he himself is becoming a monster and he discovers he discovers this perception when when one of the uh, vampires comes and they see him, they see what he's doing, and they're they're aghast. You know, they're just like, I can't believe this guy's experimenting on on our people. And he realizes that he is the monster. He, in fact, is the beast, and the vampiros are just they're just trying to save their own. They're just trying to live their lives. But in in the movie I Am Legend, it has a it has a more happy dappy ending where he. He uh, finds the cure and blah 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 and all that. the The director's original ending is available on DVD, as I understand it. There is a director's cut with with that on it. It it makes the story a deeper tale, but I don't know how often people are into deeper tales. I think people, by and large, prefer the happy ending, which is fine. Nobody wants to leave being bummed out. I get it. The movie was at the time the highest grossing. December release ever in the history of movies that wasn't that wasn't Christmas related I I do remember that when we went the theater was like jam-packed this was one of the one of the few like legitimate jam-packed sellouts that I that I recall seeing over over the years of the of the pre-reclining lounger type era when when there was like a million billion seats each one each one was taken there were even people like sitting in the front not in the front row, but like before the front row on the ground. It was crazy. It was, it was also one of the top grossing movies of 2007 in, in total. Let's see. All in all, it came in seventh, grossing $585 million. Ahead of it, ahead of it was uh, Ratatouille, which is a dynamite film. And then Transformers, which is awful. Shrek the Third, which is pretty good. Spider-Man 3, which is awful. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which I've never seen. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Not my not my cup of tea. And the number one movie that came out that year was Pirates of the Caribbean, which grossed $963 million. I've never seen that either. I've never seen one of those pirate movies. I I don't go in for pirates very much. I I have some bad experiences with pirates, you know, and I I don't like seeing them uh, being being glorified up there on the silver screen. I myself I did not like I Am Legend very much. I I think Will Smith is alright. He's fine at small doses. But I I don't so much go for movies where he is, like, the lead. There are a few movies that are exceptions to that. Like, I like Independence Day. That 
That might be all of them. I'm just not, like, necessarily the biggest Will Smith guy, so I don't know. I wonder what I would have... Let's see, in retrospect, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to give I Am Legend 2007 a, I don't know, disappointing 2.5 mics. Before we get out of here and head into the last segment, I did... I did see another movie, but it was on DVD. I rented it over at, um, good old Joe Video. It was a movie called Damsel. It stars Rob Pattison and Mia Wazlkowski. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's a Western. It's kind of like a Coen Brothers-influenced Western in which the, the basic plot is that Rob Pattison is set out on a mission to, to rescue his, his future betrothed bride, Maya Wazkowski, from... From some evil kidnappers, but everything, everything may not be as it seems. I, I enjoyed this. It was a bit long. It is a bit weird, which is, which is fine. It's beautifully filmed, though. There are some, like, panoramic scenes of the West that are, are just fantastic. Rob Pattison, you might know him from Twilight. He's, he's a good actor, man. There, there was a lot of feedback and stuff, a lot of, a lot of flack when he got mentioned as a potential successor to, to Ben Affleck's Batman, but I, I myself think that he could, he could be a interesting take on the Batman, like I said, he's a good actor, and he has kind of like, he has kind of a weird way about him, it would be, it would be a different thing, if he could, if he could like successfully bulk up, I, I could see it. The important part of being Batman, I think, is being Bruce Wayne. The Batman, being Batman, you just kind of, you just kind of talk like this and you do some, you do some kicks and stuff. But the, the hard lifting is trying to play billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne when you kind of got to give off that you're like this billionaire playboy, but then you also got to show that you might secretly be Batman. I don't know. I could see Rob Pattison do it. It's, it's like... At this point, everybody from Val Kilmer to George Clooney to, I don't know, man, everybody's been Batman. Why not give a, give Rob Pattison a shot? I don't know. The, the movie Damsel was pretty good. I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to see it. But if you're, if you're sitting around and it pops up on cable or if it eventually winds up on, like, Netflix or whatever, it's definitely worth giving a shot. There, there is a twist partway through the movie that I did not see coming in any way. And it really, it changed everything. All of a sudden, it becomes a completely different movie, and that was, that was a lot of fun. I would recommend it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go all in and give it a, give it the whole, well, why not? On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to give Damsel a solid three mics. Three mics. Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. Game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. Drop 
stop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, it is me, and we are back for the beginning of the end, the beginning of the final segment of the show. I want to I want to start it off with a continuation of a story from the from the previous episode. As you know, in the uh, week that has just passed, I told a tale of a of a small little cat that we have that escaped from the compound and went missing, and it caused caused a lot of stress, caused a lot of strife. But in the end. The cat was found. Well, the cat has escaped again. Don't worry. The cat has since been found. So don't don't fear the worst. Don't don't think I would tell that kind of a. Well, I guess I would tell that tale if that tale happened. But this is this is still on on the good side, I suppose. I I was at home. It was a weekend day, and the the cat actively tries to get out of the house. It tries to escape. It tries to flee. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm one of those dudes who. Who keeps his cats like locked in the house? It's not the case at all. We have we have a dog door, and the dogs and the cats go out day and night. They go out whenever whenever they like. the The thing is, this is a super small kitten, and she cannot yet she can't get over the fence and into the front yard. That that's what I consider to be like the mark of adulthood. For a cat, like, they can get over the fence, they can go out in the front, and then when they want to, they can hop back over the fence and then return to the house. The The kitten is not at that point, and truth be told, I do not know if she will ever be at that point. So because of that, we try to we try to keep her out of the front yard. Just, she can't get back. She can't back in. I I try to keep her safe. At any rate, she, she escaped from the house somehow. I still, I still don't really know how I... I am super fastidious about having her be near my feet. Like, I don't, I don't let her out. I pay attention. And also, we put a bell around her neck. So you hear her coming. She, she's quite loud. But somehow, somehow she got out. Maybe she got under the fence. I don't know. She was gone. She's gone for one whole day. And then the entire night. And we didn't, we didn't think much of it, really. Because she had, she had gone off before. And we ended up finding her. So we weren't. We weren't, like, super worried, but we were, we were a little bit worried on the inside because it was weird that she hadn't returned. It was weird that we hadn't found her. But then another day passed and she was gone. And by this point, by this point, I'm getting worried. I'm worried. It's not, it's not like I'm worried for her safety. I don't, I don't think that she, you know, met the ultimate fate or anything. It's just that I don't know where she is. I know I'm going to have to find her, and that's causing me a bit of anxiety because at this point I feel like she's not going to get back unless I, I go find her. So I'm doing my best to uh, to do so. And then, then like, the the wife's weekend starts. We have different weekend days sometimes. And then her weekend starts, and the cat's still not back. And she, she's been looking with me, too, the whole time. But she is... She's a bit more open and social than me. So she's like, I'm going to go around. I'm just going to go like door to door. And I'm going to start asking people if they've seen the cat. And I say, okay, if you want to do that, if you feel comfortable doing that, that's probably, that's probably a good idea. Other people have information you don't have. You don't know. You don't know what's going on. So she's talking to people and blah, 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 blah. And then we're back home. We haven't found the cat. And I'm getting, 
I'm getting sad in in my heart. You know, I'm starting to feel like anxiety and sadness and it's not it's not good. And then there's a knock on the door and one of the ladies that the wife had talked to down the street, like way down the street, she was over at the house and she had she had like her iPad. She had a tablet. She goes, is this your cat? And she's pointing at a at a picture of a cat that is, in fact, our cat. And I go, what is this? And she goes, this is the Humane Society's Facebook page. Somebody took your cat to the Humane Society. So we looked at it, and yes, indeed, it was our cat. So, you know, we thanked her, thanked her, thanked her a lot, and we're we're going to take her over some brownies or some cookies this weekend for, for being such a good neighbor. But it turned out that somebody had grabbed the cat the very first day that the cat vanished. They had picked the cat up from their front yard and taken it to the Humane Society. I I don't know how I feel about that. I do think that their I feel like their heart was in the right place. They wanted to they wanted to help the cat, but I have never in my life seen a cat out and about and thought, I'm gonna take that cat to the Humane Society because that cat that cat seems unsafe. It seemed it seemed weird to me, especially because I had put signs up. I put up a sign on each of the the street signs that are on our block. Because I didn't feel like she got off the block. And I put up signs saying that, uh, you know, there's a small black cat that is lost and if found, please give me a call. I said it had a red collar and blah, 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 blah. These signs are everywhere on our, our street. If you were on the street, I find it hard to believe that you couldn't see one of these signs. But I guess, I guess they didn't. It's still... It seems weird to me. There have been times in the past where I found people's dogs and I I kind of just go around the neighborhood and ask if um, anybody's seen this dog or they know where this dog lives, things like that. I do a little little bit of detective work and I, I suss out the location. It's not a big deal. I I do think that their heart was in the right place. I don't think that they, they did this in any kind of like bad intent or whatever, but it's weird, especially when you consider that the Humane Society is... It's in, like, the next town over. From where we live, it's probably a good 25 or 30 minutes. And they took the cat, and they drove it there. I I don't know. I see cats all over the place. Especially, like, I'm going out, and I'm searching for the cat. So, I'm, you know, scanning places where cats might be. Like, under cars, or bushes, or whatever. And there are, there are cats all over my neighborhood. I... I didn't take account, but I I would have to say that I've seen over 10 or 15 different cats just just on my street, you know, counting like both sides of the street. I've seen orange cats, black and white cats. I saw a cat that had its tail bobbed. I saw like a big fuzzy tabby cat. There are there's just like a ton of cats around here. So I don't I don't know what motivated these people to pick up the the cat and take it to the shelter. I know I know I've said that the cat is small and the cat is kind of sickly, but unless you're me and you see the cat all the time, you don't really know that it's, like, sickly or lame or whatever. It's just, it's just really short. It's just a small cat. It's not a kitten. The cat is a, what I would consider, like, a young adult cat. It's not, like, a fully grown cat, but it's by no means a kitten. It's not a kitten. Don't think, don't think that. It's just, it's just short. So, at any rate, we had to, we had to go over to the next town pay to get her out of the shelter and that that was no fun in the end I'm glad that she's safe but this is this is causing me a lot of anxiety I am by nature a worry ward for the most part I can keep it in check because previous experience shows me that for the most part things work out all right so I am I am able to keep my anxiety in check and in a lot of ways it's a good thing because it allows me to finish it motivates me to finish projects that I start because I kind of 
I kind of fret about leaving things undone. So in a lot of ways, it's a good thing. I, I have harnessed what is a negative and turned it into a positive. But when when things are really going on, I do get anxious about it. And I am responsible for this cat's safety. And I fret. I don't I don't know what to do. Since we brought her home, we've kind of had her we've had her sequestered in the back of the house because we don't know how she keeps escaping. So we don't know what to do, and we don't we don't want to have any more late nights looking for her. We don't want to have to go to the shelter. I don't know what the solution is. Maybe, maybe we're going to have to put a ball and chain around one of her paws so she can't get out. I don't know. This is, this is turning out to be like weird in a way that I've never, I've never had. Over the course of my life, I've had like a thousand cats. Cats seem to be always getting dumped on me. Maybe it's because I got, we have a fair side yard up there on the earth base. So people... People feel like they can just dump a cat on me. So I, I don't know. They can smell that I'm a, I'm a soft touch. And we've never had problems like this before. We, we provide like a safe cat place for the cats to live and whatever. And the cats just kind of, you know, they go about their business. This cat, this cat keeps causing troubles, man. Keeps giving me anxieties. I know not what to do. Let me, let me know what you think about all this. Hit me up at Icy Robots on the tweets or maybe facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. Do you think these guys were right in taking the cat to the shelter or should they have just kind of asked around for a minute or maybe even just like seen one of the numerous signs that I put or even leave, leave a cat alone. You know, I see cats all the time. I don't, I don't mess with them. I don't pick them up and take them to the shelter. I just go, oh, look, there's a cat. I, I don't know, especially a cat with a collar. You know, a cat with a collar is definitely an owned cat. Not every cat has a collar with a bell around its neck. So, anyway, let me know what you think about that. I see robots at I see robots, rather, on the tweets I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S or something like that at uh, Facebook.com backslash I see robots. I don't know. Let's see what else is going on. And you know what? Why don't we get this out of the way? I have another one of these uh, government-mandated PSAs that they like me to pop on the show. Let me... Let me uh, cue that up, and then we will... We'll be back. We'll talk about it for a second. It'll be great. Everyone's going to have a good time. If Monday's bad or Tuesday's sad, make a Saturday. It's a Sunday. Wednesday rains or Thursday's gray, make a Saturday. It's Sunday. Set a half a banana and a pineapple ring. Add yogurt cream smooth. Pop a grape on top and back. A Saturday for you. Saturday. Usually, before I go to bed, like bedtime and stuff, I, you know, I want some kind of a snack or a treat. Something to, something to, like, cap the day off in a good way. And I, I like, like, an ice cream or whatever or something of that sort. But I, I don't know, man. There's so many calories in ice cream that I make it a, a rare time treat. But for the, for the rank and file, just like any day, I'll make, like, a yogurt with granola. And maybe I'll throw some Splenda in there. I go for... I go for like plain style yogurt. I don't, I don't dig the flavored yogurts that much. I, I get like a plain Greek yogurt. I throw some granola in there and I'll, I'll toss in like some Splenda just to like sweeten it up to make it more like a treat. I, I do dig the idea of that Saturday that they, that they just mentioned. As a kid, I wanted to do that all the time, but for whatever reason, I could never, I could never wrangle my folks into getting me the, uh, the ingredients of a Saturday, but that, that PSA has stuck with me for a long while. I I do have to admit though that even as an adult I've never I've never actually made one, but I I will do so next week. I'll make one. I'll get the canned pineapple or whatever and I'll I'll stick a banana through that hole and stuff and we'll we'll talk about it. I'll I'll do my best. I can't. 
I can't guarantee anything with this. With this cat, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's vexing me in so many ways. Let's see. We we got a couple text messages this week. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do so at 707-532-JAMS. That's 707-532-5267. That is the number for the IC Rovers hotline. You can shoot us a voicemail. You can shoot us a text. You can... You can do whatever you want. You got a question. You got a hateful statement. You got anything. Just shoot it out toward me. We'll talk about it on the show. Let's see. I gotta, I gotta get this uh, strip of paper here. The the messages come out on like this long ticker tape, like it's a, like it's one of those stock ticker gimmicks. Let's uh, let's see. We got one here. There's no name. If you guys shoot one of these in, just uh, let me know your name so I can say what's up to you on the show and let you know that I, that I appreciate. But it's a good question. Icy Robots. What's your favorite movie? That's a uh, that's a good one. I I kind of go back and forth. I have a lot of like favorite movies of the moment. I have movies that I'll have the go-to the go-to sign for at any given moment. But if you if you asked me like overall what is my favorite movie? And I kind of I kind of look at it like this. Like what is the movie that you watched the most? I kind of I think that that is a way that sort of scientifically illustrates which one you prefer over the others. And I think that if in my lifetime you asked me what movies I have seen the most, it may be it may be Rocky, the first Rocky. I absolutely adore that movie. The Warriors, Walter Hills with the Warriors. I've seen that like 18 million times. Flash Gordon. I will always watch some Flash Gordon when it's on TV. Apocalypse Now. I think that Apocalypse Now is probably, it's probably like, the best made movie. It's probably the most ambitious movie that I've ever that I've ever seen. It drove it drove everybody involved into insanity. And when you when you watch it, you can you can kind of feel that insanity. That's one that I definitely do dig, even though it is it's a bit long and it's a bit uncomfortable. I go for Platoon. Oliver Stone's Platoon is one that I that I watch constantly. The Blues Brothers. Every time I see that I stop. But I think I think if you had to say, Icy Robots, what is your favorite movie of all time in space? I think that I would say Rocky, the first Rocky. I love, I love a boxing movie very, very much. That's, that's one of my favorite genres, boxing movies and maybe prison movies. But I, I got my start in boxing movies with this. And what I, what I love about it is that the, that the movie's a romance at heart. It's a very, it's a very masculine romance. We all, we all have a need for that. We all have a need for love. We all need to see tales of love. And this was, this was like a very masculine way to get one across because you threw, you threw incredible violence. You threw training scenes. It was, it's really a dynamite movie. I'll, I'll watch at least a bit of that every, every time I see it. There's so many, so many great go-to scenes. I, I appreciate that question. That was, that was a good one, man. Real thought-provoking stuff. All right, let's see. We got another one. This one is from JMJ. J Master J from Run DMC. That's dope. Thanks for, thanks for reaching out from the great beyond. T-R-O-Y Jam Master J. I, I, let's, uh, let's see. That, that shook me up a little bit. Whatever. Whatever happened to the pretentious podcast? Well, that's uh that's an interesting question with a lot of a lot of backstory there, but by and large I'd have to say it it just kind of fell apart. I enjoyed doing it. It was fun. It was a good time. Zerbs the dude, he's a great producer, great guy to work with, but it just uh it just kind of fell apart. It's hard to it's hard to keep these things together. It's hard to keep 
it's hard to keep the dates, it's hard to everything, the scheduling, it's all, it's all very difficult. We, we live on opposite sides of the country, like almost, almost literally. So the, the time zones were an issue, things were an issue, it just, it just fell apart. I, I don't know, I miss it sometimes, but at the same time, I've, I've also seen dudes still doing it with somebody else, so good for him. Keep up, keep up the good work, Zerb has a lot of good shows, uh, Please Stand By is always great, the, the one where he talks about the, the past on audio cassette, that one was fun too, so check that out, Zerbinatorland, I, I don't know, it just, it just, uh, some things aren't meant to be, no hard feelings on my part, definitely, so, that, uh, that is what it is. Oh, let's see. We got one more here. This is from, uh, this is from good old E-Nerd, Engineer Nerd on the tweets at Engineer Nerd, or you can find him on Action Figure Blues and, uh, things like that. And the question goes a little something like this. What are your top three sandwich meats on a sub? That's, that's weird that you even said that because we had submarines last night and I, I can't recall the last time we did before. I like them. It's just, it's the kind of thing that, like, it slips out of my mind. Unless I'm, unless I'm near Togo's, unless I'm near Lazzini's, I, I just don't think about it. But we actually had one the other night. So this is perfect timing, my dude. I, I would say in no particular order of preference, my three favorites are salami, mortadella, and what's the other one? Prosciutto. I, I go for the Italian sub when we order. I like the, I like the combo of those salted meats. I also, I also like bologna. The other day I had, I had like the biggest craving for bologna, but I didn't want to buy like, I didn't want to buy like the whole Oscar Mayer pack, that yellow that yellow plastic Oscar Mayer. I only wanted like one sandwich, maybe two. So I went to the deli and I had him cut me off like six slices of bologna. And I was so, I was so happy. I came home and I made a bologna with a lettuce. You have to have like crispy lettuce with your bologna. I had a crispy lettuce and bologna with, with yellow mustard sandwich. And it was, it was a delight. I also really, really like corned beef. You know, St. Paddy's just passed. We made, we made a corned beef at the house. That was great. I, I like salty kind of meats, you know, I don't go for like the sweets, like the ham and stuff, I'm not, I'm not really so much into turkey, I, I just like an Italian sub with like that dressing on it, oh, so good, like some sweet, some sweet peppers to kind of go with the, to go with the salt, so, so nice, I also really like a meatball sub, I don't have them as often as I would like, it's, it's kind of a messy sandwich, but it's a good it's a good sandwich. If you asked me what my favorite sandwich was in the entire world of sandwiches, though, I'd have to say it's the peanut butter and jelly. It's the it's the ultimate food. I think that if I was asked to get rid of every food in my diet except for one thing for the sake of all mankind, I'd probably keep the uh I'd probably keep the PB and J. I I don't know, man. It's like the ultimate food. Engineer nerd, thanks for Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for not talking about Batman 89. I appreciate that. Let's, let's see. I got, I got a new Mego. I got one right here. This is one that I ordered from Entertainment Earth, which is something I have never done before. I've never ordered from Entertainment Earth, but it came very well packed in a very timely fashion. So I, I would do so again. I give them a thumbs up. The Mego that I have right here in my hands is the one and only Bruce Lee. I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow, 
or it can crash. Be water, my friend. That's definitely good advice from uh, from the dude Bruce Lee. This this Bruce Lee particular figure is from Game of Death. I believe he is wearing black kung fu pants. He has some nunchucks, and across his chest are are scars, as well as across his uh, it is his right cheek. I think I think that's the one where he fought the older guy who had like those those like Wolverine claws that he had a handle on, and he he came at Bruce and got him a couple times. If if I'm thinking correctly, I do like Bruce Lee quite a bit, but I am not a Bruce Lee scholar by any means. This is this is a neat figure. There's also going to be a 14-inch one. I've I've seen a picture, and if I'm remembering right, he has the he has the yellow and black jumpsuit from the scene where he fought uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I I'm not certain about that. I think that's what I recall, but I I like this guy. Let's. Let's pop him open. It's neat card art. It has a has a picture of Bruce on it. It's all fun. Let's let's get into here. I want to not destroy the card. I think I'm doing a pretty decent job. We we have unearthed you, Bruce Lee. You are now you are now free. Let's uh let's see. He's wearing some neat kung fu slippers and he also has socks, which is which is kind of fun. I don't know if I have any other Migos that have white socks. His pants are they're like high-waisted kung fu pants. His his nunchucks are neat. I I definitely dig that. The face sculpt. The face sculpt is pretty fair. It is a sort of like a cartoon image of Bruce. You can definitely definitely tell that it's him. I I like this. Let's let's stand him up and put him in some kung fu poses. When I pose Amigo, this is what I do, and maybe you can tell me what you do. Hit me up on Twitter, at ICRobots. I, I use two fingers, and I pin their feet to the ground, so I know that they have, like, a, like, I have a solid base. And Amigos have 14 points of articulation, so they're, they're pretty bendable. And I'll, while holding the feet down on the ground, I'll move the figure into the position that I want, and since... Since I'm helping them keep a solid base, a lot of the times when you move your fingers, they're still standing. You can get some pretty, pretty dynamic poses. For a dude like Bruce, you for sure want a dynamic pose. He was, he was probably the best martial artist actor of all time. I, I did study Bruce Lee for a bit. I've always been interested in fighting and like martial arts and wrestling and stuff like that. And I I went through a uh, period where I was into like learning about Jeet Kune Do and learning about Bruce. And he... He wrote a really good book, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do, that, that breaks down fighting in different ranges, you know, from the from the foot range, which is kicking, you know, into the into the hand range and punching and like trapping, which is where you get in tight and you like lock wrists and do stuff, all the way to wrestling and takedowns. He studied with he studied with the uh, legendary judo Gene LaBelle in Los Angeles. So as far as I know, Bruce was Bruce was uh pretty decent on the ground. He he looks like such a great athlete. When you see dude move in his movies, there's like a real, there's a real fluidity and his, you know, he did do chiseled, man. His, he has like the ultimate physique and I, I don't know. I know that Bruce Lee may have had like one or two competitive like karate fights over the years and he, he probably has had some street fights or whatever, but he, he does remain untested in the world of, in the world of martial arts. Like nowadays he would be expected to fight in the UFC if he, if he wanted to make all these claims and he never did. He never did anything like that, but to his defense, nothing like that existed. What, what was he supposed to do? Go out and have, like, no-hold-barred death fights on the street? That's crazy. Who would do that? He's he's a rich Hollywood superstar. I I like this figure. He's going to make a nice sparring partner for Action Jackson. I can imagine putting him over there with a, 
with Andre the Giant or on the same shelf as him, Muhammad Ali, Andre, Action Jackson. That's my that's my real fighter level, and uh, I I like him. I think he's cool. I'm I'm definitely into it. If they if they made an eight inch with the uh, yellow and black jumpsuit, I would I would get up on that too. I give him a big thumbs up. I like it. Have any of you kids got up on any of the new Migos? Anyone out there got a glow-in-the-dark Frankenstein or got an invisible man? If you do, let me know, man. Hit me up at IC Robots on Twitter. We can we can talk the Mego relaunch. I'm always happy to always happy to do it. This is a nice figure. I I like him, man. I think he's all right. Let's see what else is going on. We're gonna we're gonna get up out of here. I, I like a nice a nice tight 45 minute show. Make sure make sure hit us up on supportthereport.com. That's our Patreon. We just dropped we just dropped an all new all fun episode of the POS, the patron only show. That show that show gets uh, rave reviews, man. Everybody who reaches out to me tells me how much they love it. They say it's great. I love it. I love it too. It's it's my baby right now. I. I have a good time with that. I I feel like sometimes I'm putting in more work with that than I than I am with this. Let's uh I'm checking out the socks on Bruce Lee here. These are these are pretty neat, cute little socks. Let's put him back into his back into his little slippy, back into his little loafer. I I don't know. If you want to help us out in that way over on Patreon, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month. It's at uh, supportthereport.com. All the money all the money goes back into the show, paying uh paying for this, paying for that, paying for hosting. I don't know, man. It's it's an expensive, expensive racket. We're doing it. We're doing it all on our own. We're doing it our way, like Laverne and Cheryl. Uh, I I think that's about it. Uh, supportthereport.com, at IC Robots on Twitter, facebook.com, backslash IC Robots. These are all, these are all ways you can reach out to us if you feel, if you feel so inclined to do so. Also, 707-532-JAMS. That's our... That's our hotline. I like to uh, I like to hear from you kids. So for me, Engineer Emily, AB Silver, everyone else out there in the world, MC Kate makes the world uh, makes the world great. If you don't know, now you know. has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Because we only have one rule on this team. E-L-E. That's right, ELE. What does ELE stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL Sacramento, Stockton, California. Mayonnaise.